The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As listeners to the Paracast know, we are a worldwide operation. Not just because we have listeners worldwide, but because of the fact that we also talk to people in other parts of the world, quite often the UK. And today we go to Sweden, or at least virtually. I've never been to Sweden. And I know I'm missing out on something, but our guest from there is Fred Anderson, and he's author of a book that is called Northern Lights, High Strangeness in Sweden. So we're going to want to talk about that and find out what that's about and what he means. I'll give you a couple of chapter titles, though. Watch Out, It's Not Human. Now, I I think in reverse about what Captain Kirk said in the movie Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, that Spock was the most human person he'd ever known. I don't want to try to imitate William Shatner, because he'll sue me. He's like that. The stigma within a stigma. Aliens attack. I'm going to want to know about that. A lot more to talk about. Fred, welcome to the Paracast. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be on the show and to, to hear you talk live directly. To me, what, what can I say? What can I say? It's pretty late evening here in Sweden, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about the book and high strangeness and weirdness in general. You know, I should point out here that there is always the possibility here that I'm not live. I am an AI. <laughs> <laughs> That Gene Steinberg, in fact, disappeared many decades ago. And they called me in to replace him. Of course, I look different than he, so the picture you see online is of him. I don't cast a reflection, so you can't see a picture of me. I know we're getting into the realms of utter craziness here. But Fred, before you get crazy from us, which some people do, what got you attracted to UFOs? Wow. Yeah, you know, that, that's such a complex question for me. But, you know, I remember a story from when I was a kid, when my father's girlfriend, they were, my, my mom and father were divorced very early on. Anyway, she told me over the kitchen table how she, when she was a little girl, she and her mother saw a, a silver sphere hovering above the parking lot at their house. And she told me this story, and of course I was like, wow, what is this? And then she went to, yeah, she, then she died basically, not directly, not at that specific moment, but a few years later. And I always regretted that I didn't ask her more about 
this incident. So, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons I'm so in in love with this specific subject. Of course, there's other things also, books I got as a kid and etc., etc. But this specific little incident that my father's girlfriend told me, yeah, it's, it's still something I think about, you know. Now, were any other members of your family interested in paranormal stuff? Well... Here's the thing. I mean, my my father's Latina, my father's grandma, my father's great grandma. Uh, she had uh, in 1920 uh, an encounter with a gnome, and that story was something that you know was told within the family uh, until basically I wrote it down in in the book I've written. I, I would say, honestly, that's the only known paranormal event in my family. Uh, we Parts of our family was kind of, um, I don't know how to say it, conservatively Christian. Uh, so the paranormal part w- weren't something that you usually talked about because it was too weird, kind of. They didn't consider it demonic, did they? I'm I'm not so sure actually. I mean I mean they they've they've changed through the years and I don't hold the same beliefs now as as then. But I, I remember you know when I when I was a kid I, I loved to read books about this stuff about UFOs and ghosts and monsters etc. And I, I I got a fair warning from the you know elders at the church you know that that I was reading dangerous books, but they didn't really define it, you know, like demonic or satanic or something like that, just that it was dangerous. But of course, that just piqued my interest even more. Interesting here, and I think I've mentioned it before in the Paracast, I have seen no evidence whatever that any of the members of my family had even the remotest interest in paranormal things. Despite that, my late brother got me interested, hooked on the subject, because he left a copy of a UFO book on his coffee table in his home, knowing, I guess, that I was going to visit him that afternoon. He wasn't there. He was at work. But his wife said I could borrow the book. It came from the Brooklyn Public Library in New York. As long as I agreed to return it. You return it, fine. You can have the book. If you don't return it, it's your fault, and we'll never let you borrow another book from us. This was Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Donald Kehoe. But again, my brother never indicated any interest in the subject. Or if he did, he kind of made a joke about it. Like, I'll give you one example when we get on to this. I was at summer camp in the Catskills in New York State. This is obviously in the 1950s. And my brother sends me a letter written on toilet paper, pretending to be from another planet, looking over the earthlings. And he said, you would never believe what earth people use this for. (laughs) Boom, boom. (laughs) It was a beautiful letter. It was very funny. He never did this again. I don't know what ever happened to him. Maybe he was possessed. But that's my beginning. And I'll stick to it. That's my version. Now, because we are stuck in the U.S. and we focus mostly on U.S. sightings, a little bit of South America, of course, Farshinia, Brazil, for example. And we've had guests from the U.K. and we focus on that. 
we haven't covered Sweden all that much. So in putting this book together, what are the important things we should look for? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, that Sweden, Sweden might not be known as a, a country of UFOs and aliens and paranormal events. You know, where I'd say that many see Sweden, I, I guess, as a pretty rational, secular country where, you know, you don't deal with things like this. But we have such a rich, rich folklore, you know, rooted in, you know, in, as, as I mentioned before, gnomes and elves and fairies and giants and trolls and all that kind of things. So it's pretty naturally that our UFO stories, our humanoid encounters are as rich and vivid as older folklore. And, I mean, there there is tons to find uh, in Sweden. Uh, actually, people tend to forget that the first, uh, at least one of the, one of the absolute first UFO flaps in the world was over Sweden, and that was the ghost rockets in 1946, and before that the go ghost airplanes in 1937. Uh, I mean, before Roswell, before all of that. Uh, of course, you had the airships in the, you know, way earlier than that in, in the United States. But the ghost rockets was a huge event. There were thousands of, of reports, at least one thousands, and crashes everywhere in this country. Uh, so even if I don't go into that so much in the book, it's so important for the, the, the Swedish history of high strangeness and UFOs because... I mean, we're, we're part of the history of this. The book is Northern Lights, High Strangest in Sweden. The author, Fred Anderson, is with us today. A lot more to talk about, and I have a couple of key questions about ghost rockets. More to come with Fred, Gene, and Tim. You're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, i become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. 
I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my health today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Fred Anderson, and he's talking first about the early days of the UFO mystery, things like the ghost rockets, which, of course, were seen over Europe. And I want to ask you a question. I don't know if you've heard of this guy named James Carrion, who was once the director of MUFON, wrote a book called The Rosetta Connection, I think, or one of those names with Rosetta. And he said that the ghost rockets were really something the U.S. planted or created to spook the Russians. Ever hear of that? It's the Rosetta Deception. That's the name of the book. To be honest, I I haven't heard about that uh, angle on the case. You mean that they planted the concept, the idea that there were something flying around out there, or you meant that they mean that they, you know, literally sent up some kind of physical objects? I think he was suggesting more of planting the idea 
than yeah. sending up anything because you really didn't have much to send up except possibly balloons at that particular point in time, which, of course, also were sometimes mistaken for strange things. He also wrote a similar book on the Roswell deception, suggesting that that, too, involved some kind of government experimentation. So I don't know. I thought it was nice to be able to look at alternatives, because quite often here, as you know, with UFOs, we say, okay, they got to be spaceships, and then we just talk about sightings for the rest of our lives and disclosure by the government. And we never really sit down and say, hey, what are these things, and can we take the concept of extraterrestrial UFOs and come back with something that's credible? So I don't know. What do you think about those possibilities that some of these sightings were government experiments for one reason or another? Yeah, absolutely. It could definitely be be possible. If you allow me, I, I want to make another comparison to the 80s, the Sweden in the 80s, where we had a very, very similar flap of observations, but of submarines. So people saw submarines everywhere, not on land, of course, but on, in, the, in the water outside the Swedish coast or even inside the Stockholm archipelago, quite close to, to civilization. And in that felt a lot like something that was planted or that governments, whoever they are, uh, just made it larger and bigger than it really was. And it's actually very, very similar to the ghost rocket observations uh, from, from 1946. It's just that it's down in the water. I think it's perfectly possible, definitely. What I think makes the ghost rockets a little bit different is that there was, without a doubt, crashes. I'm not saying there were like alien spaceships or anything like that, but there were at least 100 crashes with a lot of witnesses, sometimes military witnesses. I'm not saying they can, can't be fooled too, of course. Around 100 crashes all over Sweden in, into lakes. So something was going on. I mean, it could have been some experimental stuff, of course, some kind of... I, I, I have absolutely no idea about that. But yeah, Everything is possible, especially during those times when, when there were still, you know, there was so much tension in the world, much like now. I remember just um, really just a few years ago, there was actually a team that went and uh, dredged a couple of these lakes that uh, these uh, that the ghost rockets supposedly crashed in. Uh, of course, you know what, <laughs> 50, uh, almost uh, what. 65, 70 years later, trying to see if they could uh, uh, dredge up any uh, uh, debris from uh, possible actual physical uh, rockets that had crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for Sverige, the, the main Swedish UFO organization has been up twice now to Namajaure, and uh, which is a lake in the in in the northern parts of Sweden, and that actually deals with a crash or actually landing that happened in 1981, uh, right in front of two witnesses that happened to be out there. It's a national park, uh, and during the latest expedition, they actually they could see that there was some kind of object on the on the. Uh, on the on the bottom of the lake but they couldn't see what it was it could be a, like you said a, a dead a reindeer or a big rock of some kind uh, but 
there, there's a plan to do a third expedition next year. It should be noted that this year there was they were looking for a similar object in a Norwegian lake that crashed or landed there in the 40s. Uh, so we, we, there, there, there is, you know, there, there is a lot of these things, uh, these incidents that are possible to investigate. Uh, my, my, I'm, me myself, I will be part of a similar investigation here in a couple of weeks actually uh, where we will investigate a lake where an object crashed in 1999 uh, so i will see if we will find something there but i, I you know i would love to see, you know i would be happy if it was a some kind of if it's, it was was some kind of natural uh, explanation some kind of experimental stuff some kind of old drone or something like that i would be fine with that because it you know something something did crash in that lake for sure that's one of the uh similarities with a lot of these uh cases of the ghost rockets is of them being seen crashing into a lake now does the sweden have that many lakes that you know you could uh, just spontaneously drop something and it would uh, have a better chance of landing in a lake than on the ground well, they, they, I mean, they call Finland land of the thousand lakes, but mm-hmm. Sweden actually have a lot more lakes than, than Finland. Uh, for some reason, Sweden is not known for the amount of lakes, but we have lakes everywhere. You know, uh, what I, you need are better PR people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the land of 2,000 lakes or something, you know. Uh, no, but you, you know, know you've got a good idea there. You should patent that, sell it to an ad agency that's connected with the government, and let's see what happens. They'll send you a check, maybe. Absolutely, I will. I, I always need the money, you know. So, uh, but you know, I, I, you know, Sweden consists of a lot of nature. I think we're like seventy percent forest, for example. Uh, which is uh, pretty much so. There is room for these kind of things everywhere. With all that, you must have reports of Bigfoot, do you? Uh, su- surprisingly enough, the, not so many reports. We have some reports from the 50s up uh, in the north of Sweden at Kebnekaise, which is a mountain range there. Uh, there was uh, no, there wasn't. There is an American woman called Susie Hertzman who's been on some podcasts. She lives in Sweden, and she claimed to have met Sasquatch or Bigfoot. We'll have more Sasquatch, Bigfoot. I don't have big feet. I have normal feet. So there. <laughs> but and they're not malodorous or something like that. Fred, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Pentecost. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. South Korea's military is confirming North Korea fired several missiles into the Yellow Sea on Saturday. Analysts note the missile launches follow North Korea's warnings over the U.S. deploying a nuclear submarine in South Korean coastal waters. Three Alaska state workers and a pilot are dead after a helicopter crashed in the North Slope region of Alaska. The state's Natural Resources Department said the crew on board the chartered flight was conducting field work but didn't check in on Thursday evening. A new poll shows voters are not enthusiastic about the prospect of a 2024 rematch between President Biden and former President Trump. Biden held a slight edge at 47 percent, Trump receiving 43 percent support in the Yahoo News YouGov survey. American Brian Harmon leads after three rounds at the British Open. Jerry Barmash, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. I need help with my taxes. Where can I find free tax help? If you make $54,000 a year or less, you can participate in the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, or the Tax Counseling for the Elderly, TCE, programs. IRS certified volunteers provide free basic tax prep for low to moderate income taxpayers. The TCE program is specifically for taxpayers age 60 and older. Go to irs.gov and enter free tax prep in the search box to find a VITA or TCE site near you. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. This is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to 
the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So our guest Fred Anderson was mentioning a woman who met up with Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Tell me more. Yeah, she has some fascinating stories, you know. She lives in a smaller town in the middle of Sweden. She lives pretty near a nature reserve, I think it's called in English. And she had some very, very close encounters with Bigfoot. You know, she's been like, you know, 30 centimeter from one of them, for example. And to be fair, I've been trying to contact her. She's possible to find in as a guest on American podcasts where she talks about this, but I haven't been able to talk with her. I've reached out to her because I'm very, very curious and I want to know more. There is also uh, at least one photo of something that the photographer claims to be some kind of Bigfoot creature. Came, I think it was released maybe 10 years ago or so. But, uh, the, I mean, we, we have lake monsters and such like that. We even have stories about pterodactyls. But with, when it comes to these hairy creatures, that's quite, it's, it's not so much, you know, considering how much forest we have. I'm surprised myself. Yeah, it is kind of funny that you've got one woman who's saying that she's seeing Bigfoot, but the country really isn't known for a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Just, I don't know, suspicious maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I think it's suspicious. I, I, but I know, I mean, I, I know there's more stories, but... You know, here in Sweden, when when people see these big hairy creatures, they they not necessarily see it as Bigfoot. They might see it as trolls mm. or even giants. You know, it's it's very very thin line between these creatures if you look at it here in Sweden. But once again, it's we have way more observations of gnomes or fairies, for example, probably because they're tiny and can hide better. Speaking of that, speaking of gnomes, all right, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned that uh, it, it was your grandmother who said that she had had an encounter with a gnome. Can you give us some details on that encounter? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's my father's grandma, actually. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, I, I was just a baby when I met her uh, the, the last time. Her, her name was Julia, and this was in 1920, and she was about to start uh, working at the postmaster at a small village called... Uh, oh, now I lost the name of the village, I'm sorry. Uh, so she arrived to the train station and was supposed to be picked up by a horse and carriage. This was in October, I think, or November 1920. And she arrived by train, no one was there to pick her up, and... She knew in what direction the, the postmaster's home was. So she started walking in that direction. But we're talking, you know, it's, I mean, it's far out in the countryside. It's not, nothing is close by, you know, nearby. And as she's walking there, confused, trying to find her way, a short, tiny person, a gnome, comes out on the forest on the forest on the road uh, in front of her he have a pointy hat he have a beard you know the the classic uh, gnome uh, look and he va waves at her to you know join me follow me so she starts walking 
behind her. He's running because he's very short and have short legs. And they walk and walk for a couple of kilometers until they arrive to a farm, a house, and the gnome runs into the into the yard and disappear. And of course, that's the house where she was supposed to work. Mm. And a couple of minutes later, the the driver, the horse and carriage arrives, and you know he's so sorry he missed her. And you know what? They fell in love and had a lot of children. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a great uh, story, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really, really like the idea that at least my father's part of the the family was basically, uh, you know, created by a, a gnome sighting. Uh, I like that. I, I do like that. So that but means, when, sir, that you may be an alien being uh, or supernatural yeah. being. <laughs> I hope so. No, I, I seriously doubt it. But uh, at least, you know, some distant relative to, to gnomes or at least a, a troll or something like that. That would be nice, you know. I hope so. I, I, I do hope so. Unfortunately, the only trolls we have now are people who annoy people on websites. They troll those websites. Nothing to do with strange little people. But I wanted to go back to after World War II. Things like Roswell, New Mexico. We mentioned the possibilities of some kind of government experimentation. And I think, especially in terms of ghost rockets, things crashing, you think E.T., you know, they're not going to crash all the time. You know, at least most of the time they won't crash. And if they did crash, they'd do something to capture the wreckage. Maybe use their neuralizers so nobody would remember the recovery. That's another theory I have about Roswell. But speaking of Roswell, do you think something weird happened there, or do you think it was entirely conventional? Oh, the the, the Roswell question. Um, I'm, uh, you know, it's it, it's been up and down in, in what I actually think about that case. Uh, in to be fair, at the moment, I think something natural maybe not you know maybe nothing that would be considered okay happened there some kind of experiment i i don't buy into the you know the balloon theory i think it was something else something way more uh, not way more sinister but something happened there and they just want to, they they didn't talk about it you know i no i do not think there were any aliens involved i i i don't think so the thing that bothered me so much about Roswell is that what happened faded to the dustbin of history. And then 30 years later, some odd Stanton Friedman talks to somebody after a lecture and they remember things and it all comes back. But that 30 year interval had to have pretty much destroyed a lot of the early testimony. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you know still everyone kept quiet except uh, I guess it was Jesse Marcel who talked to Stanton Friedman, and then suddenly this this story came up again. You know, and found new life. Um, I'm I'm not you know I'm I'm not so sure about it. I don't know what you think about it, but but. I've, I've, there, 
there is this thing with with memory you know memory is not always reliable and uh, us humans have such a great imagination and we see stuff that we want to see we we feel things that we want to feel uh, i'm i'm not taking away Jose Marcel's you know witness witness statement in this of course not he remember what he remembers but i'm i'm just not, i'm just not so sure that you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's many years there it's 30 years between this thing happened and he started talking uh, i mean we have cases in sweden where people have waited like 40 years to tell their story and i i like that and i respect that but there's still something with it that kind of makes me skeptical uh there's so much things that can happen in your mind and in in, in yourself during that time um i i don't know i don't know what may i ask what, what do you think what do you think about roswell well the problem i have with it is of course that lots of people got on the bandwagon and say, okay, we're part of history. We saw something at Roswell, and you had to go through all this stuff to separate the wheat from the chaff. We're going to separate some more stuff here with Fred and Gene and Tim. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Remember what you were doing four years ago at this very moment and how much everything changed a year later. We don't live just anywhere. We live on a crowded island with daily news headlines that make our ancestors spin in their graves. And we all know that tougher days lie ahead. So the real question is, do you have a proper supply of emergency food on hand? If not, now's the time to get some, while things are still relatively calm. The company most Americans choose is My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com to get yourself a one-week supply of emergency food. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious meals you'll love. No skimping with these meals, as you'll get 2,000 calories per day. You'll like the special $30 savings available this week only on this one-week supply of emergency food, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So to continue about my reaction to Roswell, I think we'll never know what really happened unless there is wreckage that someone can find. And I think in light of, for example, this alleged whistleblower who's a reason who was part of the current Pentagon UAP study, this guy Grush. I think after all these years, we'd have a whistleblower who had real, solid, hands-on knowledge of the existence of an extraterrestrial craft. As it is, everything seems to be at least half a step removed. We can't nail that down. And if we can't nail it down after all these years, maybe there's nothing to nail down. Tim? I've made uh, various comments about Roswell over the years. I don't know. I mean, everything has become so so muddied in this case. I mean, I, I do think something did actually happen. That's where I'm going to leave it. You know, I mean, it could have been a lot of things. I, I, I will, though, say that Jesse Marceau, I trust his statements. And if he felt that there was something unusual with the debris that he collected, then I'm going to, you know, believe that that's that's what he thought. But the subsequent stories that emerged years later, you know, it's a second craft that had crashed, bodies being found, things like that. I 
I sincerely doubt if those stories are legitimate. One thing that Kevin Randall said in Roswell in the 21st century is that specifically the reports of alien beings were not something he could really nail down. And I also wonder, of course, how much of that story was contaminated by all the cultural stuff that happened after that. In fact, I kind of think that this other New Mexico case, Aztec, New Mexico, which was first presented to the late gossip columnist Frank Scully in his book Behind the Flying Saucers, presented by two con men, that they took the early stories of Roswell and adapted it in their fake claim. You were about to say something, Fred? Yeah, I just wanted to add, first of all, I, I totally agree with you with Jesse Marcel. I'm, I mean, I, without, I, of course, I never met him, but I, I, I trust him. He, he, he felt that something was going on, and absolutely. Uh, it, it brings us to this latest whistleblower, Grush, David Grush. And at first, I was very, very skeptical about him as a person. I felt, because I have a slight... Uh, I have a slight conspiratorial mind, and I felt okay. Maybe he's part of a uh, of some kind of psyop. You know, he's he's very aware of what he's saying, and he just wants to you know plant some 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 ideas out there. But after watching more, you know, of his interview and reading more, I feel that he truly believes in what he says. I'm uh, he 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 really believes that. This is true, uh, but I also think that someone planted these ideas in him, you know, so I don't think so. He's you can say he's uh, indirectly a part of the hoax. I mean, he's directly a part of the of uh, planting ideas, but he's he, he's he's a believer himself, which makes it m- much more uh, convincing. Um, yeah, that, that, that's my 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 view on the current whistleblower, at least. Well, the thing, of course, with Roswell is that over the years, there's always a possibility here that the government has used test aircraft and reports of same as an excuse to make people think they're UFOs. And since UFOs supposedly don't exist, the test aircraft, such as the stealth bomber, doesn't exist. So there is that element of it that Many UFO sightings have conventional explanations, and at least in the U.S., I can't say anything about European governments, at least in the U.S., they take advantage of that to hide what's really going on. It doesn't mean there isn't a genuine mystery. I think there is, but that is part of it. I, I, I believe that, uh, I mean, the, at least what I know and what I feel, the, the, the U.S. government and U.S. Uh, military is more into secrets to to you know everything is so much more secretive which also creates a paranoia when you look at the same you know the government and the military here in sweden it's a it's very very different i'm not saying it's totally open but it's a lot more accessible which also generally generates less paranoia and less stories so we don't have so much stories involving militaries in sweden for example Well, separating the military-industrial complex in the U.S. is a job and a half that nobody can even master because (laughs) we have this huge budget that's many times more than the entire military budget of like the next five or ten countries combined. Where does all that money go? You mean just to 
defend ourselves against the Russians or Iranians or Chinese, where's the rest of it go? How many black projects are there? How many cost overruns consist of money that's being diverted to something else? How much of that money is lining the pockets of industrialists? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's, it's, for me, uh, uh, as a Swede, it's, it's when I read about what you're talking about there, the, the military complex, the, the, the black ops, the, the black projects, it's like science fiction because it's so unreal. Uh, it's not unreal like that, but it, it feels unreal. It feels weird to hear about it compared to what we have here in, in Sweden. I don't know about the rest of, of Europe, but I mean, I can hear where I live, I can walk directly into military, uh, you know, exercise areas without any problem. There's no guards or anything. Everything is very, very, everything is very Swedish, you can say. <laughs> the thing that I like about your book, Northern Lights, as well as a number of the articles you've uh, written that I've uh, run across online is you have a, so many stories that I don't think most people in the United States would have ever had a chance to hear or to read about if it wasn't for somebody like you, you know. And, and it's an unfortunate thing is that you know here in the West, in the United States, we mostly get stories that happen here. You know, maybe some from Central and South America, but even then, not that much. So it's really refreshing, and it's really great to get our hands on this kind of information that you're putting out there. Oh well, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm. This was something I, I noticed myself a couple of years ago because, of course, I'm very interested in the subject, but I couldn't, you know, I, I noticed that there was an interest. And when I on Twitter posted about Swedish cases or Swedish weirdness, I noticed that people, you know, haven't heard about this. They were genuinely surprised when I brought up, uh, you know, uh, strange cases or weird meetings or whatever. And I felt, okay, I, I need to start writing this down. Uh, there is, of course, books in Sweden, uh, in Swedish about this. Uh, for example, by Klaus Svahn. Uh, great, great books. Great, great books, but they're not in English. Uh, so I felt, okay, I, I need to do this. And it actually began with me writing an article about a big UFO flap in 1974, not for, far from where I live. Uh, and so it felt so close to home, you know. I, I, I bicycled there one day. It took a couple of hours uh, to, to visit the places and spots. And I felt that there is stories here. There are stories that's not told, especially, you know, to an international audience. All right, that being said, what about you? Have you had any UFO sightings? <laughs> no, you know, of course, I've seen weird stuff in the sky, but, when, you know, we're talking more, I guess, space, rock, space, stones, etc., things behaving odd. Uh, but uh, I, I've, I've had 
paranormal experiences, uh, several of them, some very, very weird. So it's kind of ironic that I, 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 I love UFOs and aliens so much. And, and the only thing I have experienced myself is basically ghosts. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, I saw a couple of years ago what I would describe as a shadow shadow person or shadow people a very very solid black figure not far from me either we can talk about the shadow or the creature that you saw in our next segment because you opened up a new line of discussion fred anderson gene steinberg tim swartz you're in the pedicast you are listening to gcn Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Fred Anderson, when you talk about a shadow or shadowy creature, of course, it reminds me of the old literary radio, TV, and occasional movie character, The Shadow, kind of a precursor to Batman, about this rich playboy discovers in the Orient the power to cloud men's minds. Of course, they don't say people's minds. They say men's minds. They don't say about women. So they cannot see him. That's the shadow, I think. But you're talking about a shadowy figure, Fred. Tell us more. 
Yeah, I, I was actually filming a paranormal TV show, and this was in the, in the during you know midday. I was standing outside outside the house, and I and I was actually discussing shadow people with the owners of the house. So maybe I was you know it was some kind of self suggestion suggestion there, but I could see. A black solid figure peeking out at me from a very from behind a very thin tree. You know, there's no way you could hide behind it. And he, he wore a hat. You could see the head and shoulders, everything like that. And then he went back again behind the tree. And this was so clear. You know, maybe it's not the most spectacular, biggest experience out there. But for me as a researcher to actually see this was ex extremely valuable because I could see what other people uh, saw. Uh, I, I still don't know what I, 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 I truly don't know if that was a ghost or something like that. But I saw it, definitely saw it. Was this the only time? No, actually, I I had a quite traumatic experience down in South Africa a number of years ago. I was, uh, after a long day uh, at work, uh, we were filming a show called Bachelor out on the savannah. And I was at the hotel room and I was laying down in bed. This is very typical, of course. Uh, and I could sense that something evil or sinister were looking at me from the dark corner of the hotel room and i was it was uh, i i felt fear because there was something dark in this corner uh, uh i didn't actually see the 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 figure but it was there so i i went out from the hotel room i had to get out i slept in another room or tried to uh, but uh, there were these black, dark creatures kind of peeking in and looking at me even there. I've never, never experienced anything like it before. That was truly, truly terrifying. I'm not saying it's ghosts or demons or whatever, you know, but there was something and I was scared. I was so scared. Did you happen to uh, ask anyone who was you know, like native to that area of South Africa? Because I'm sure that they would have said, oh, yeah, that would be, and then, you know, give you the name of the, you know, like a pantheon of, of, of creatures that are known to exist in the area, at least in their legends. To be fair, I, I should have asked, definitely, but I didn't do it. Uh, this, whole, uh, this whole incident was so scary for me. And to be honest, I was afraid to sound crazy because I was there with work. I was there with, you know, there were producers, there were colleagues, there were, you know, there was a very different vibe. We were there to, to do silly commercial television about dating, basically. And I just, I just didn't dare to go and ask around about this, uh, which, of course, I regret now. But, um, you know, what to do. I, I guess I could do some research and see if I can could find something. But I mean, the, the, the best thing would have been to ask someone there. So no, the, the answer is no. Well, it's probably though, <laughs> you probably <laughs> were correct not to say anything because as you well know, uh, uh, people who, who talk about their experiences usually end up regretting it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this here is the first time I've ever told about it uh, to you know anyone else. Of course, I mentioned it to friends and and family, but not like this. And I feel it's 
it's a number of years ago and I can talk about it. But it was such a complex experience, you know. It wasn't... It's, it, it, um, I, 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 felt, I felt trapped in, in that room and I felt... It felt like they were following me and you know i i really if i have told my colleagues about it or even the hotel staff they would have they would have thought i was crazy and i i i i didn't want to go through that well like like you uh uh, Fred, despite my interest in UFOs and very well studied on what the sky looks like and what to expect to see in the sky, uh, I've only had one possibly UFO sighting. Then it's it you know who know who knows this light in the sky type of situation. But I've had a lot more paranormal experiences than UFO experiences. So so yeah, <laughs> I I know exactly where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to have a UFO experience. I, you know, maybe I wanted too much. You know, mm. my my dream experience was I, I would love to be out on the countryside. I would like to see a classic flying saucer, you know, uh, on a field with some humanoids around it. You know, I, I would like to, you know, basically experience something that people experienced during the uh, 50s or 60s or 70s. That's my kind of UFOs, you know. That's an interesting thing, though. I mean, you bring that up, you know, uh, the types of things that people experience in the 50s, 60s, and, and 70s. And that those kind of experiences seem to have, have trailed off in more recent times. I mean, at least here in the United States, we're not getting those kinds of reports anymore. You know, uh, UFO lands in front of a car and little guys get out and run around and get back in and fly away again. Uh, those, <laughs> it's become stereotypical and doesn't seem to happen as much anymore. Is it the same way uh, uh, with your research? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, we always say that it was more fun in the seventies, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, it's uh, that's when it happened, you know. And so, so in Sweden, we, we had a quite interesting um, encounter a few years ago, which kind of feels old school, uh, but outside of that, it's it's pretty boring, you know. And honestly. I mean, I, I work a lot with UFOs, but I find, you know, dots in the skies or black blobs flying around up there quite boring. I want to, I, I, I like the weird cases, the more, you know, visual cases. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a huge difference. And you've been around longer than me, so you're probably noticing it even more. Uh, so that's sad. And I, 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 I personally think uh, that is because our, as humans, our imagination somehow has turned, you know, turned exhausted. Because I personally believe that UFO and humanoid experiences are is connected to our consciousness or to our our imagination. I'm not saying they're not real, but I think there's a connection between them, definitely. Collective unconscious? Yeah, kind of like that. Archetypes, you know. Um, we, uh, I mean, 
With all these stories we have today about, uh, you know, Tic Tacs and Go Fast and Gimbals, that seems like that's what people want to see, you know, because that's what's Im imprinted in the, in, the, in the collective, you know, mind at the moment. But when you go back to, to the earlier days, you could see so much more that obviously was inspired directly or indirectly by older science fiction and and uh, books etc you know what it sounds like our imaginations have narrowed over the decades oh yeah, oh, yeah. i'm going to ask you a couple more things about that as we progress with fred anderson first time on the paracast it won't be the last especially because the introduction to his book northern lights high strangers in sweden includes a little tidbit from our old friend Alan Greenfield. I'm going to ask him about that too. With Fred, Gene, and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855 Seven nine young. You ready? Eight five five seven nine young. Doctor Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least a hundred and have a great time getting there. When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like Cal Ripken. It's definitely humbling to know that now people are calling me a hero. Instead of finding the IED with my metal detector, the IED found me first, and that resulted in double above knee amputations. It's hard to describe the feeling of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to be like. There are people now that are looking up to you for their inspiration and to be their role model. Visit SaluteHeroes.org to learn more. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. 
These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Before we go on, I want to ask you about the integration of various phenomena. So we open the book here, Northern Lights, High Strangeness, in Sweden, we have the contents page, the dedication to experiencers everywhere, and then seven lines of poetry from the one and only Alan H. Greenfield, who, by the way, is one of my oldest friends in the UFO field. He occasionally shows up on the show. Why did you pick this? The woo is the clue. The pebble in your shoe. There is little one can do. Trust me, it's more true. It is a universal glue that changes your point of view on all you thought you knew. But that's not a song, is it? No, that's, that's not a song. I don't remember what I wrote on Twitter, but Alan answered with this little poem. And I asked him, did you write this one or did you find it somewhere? And he said, no, I wrote it here and now. So this is basically a reply to a tweet I made, and I absolutely loved it, mostly because I feel that who is the clue when it comes to the UFO phenomenon. Um, as you know, Alan is, for me, Alan, <laughs> he's so important. And the books I've read, he's such a great inspiration. And I mean, we share a similar kind of humor and i find him very very funny and very very wise and smart but as many other people i first encountered him through hellier i must admit that so it's someone i gotten to know during the last couple of years and he's been very valuable for me uh, you know i've been asking questions i've been asking for advice i've been researching about gray barker and and alan has always been there and he's been very supportive and Recently, uh, I, I don't want to go too personal, but recently I felt very depressed and he reached out and said, is this something I can help you? And we exchanged a few more emails discussing things deeper. And he's such a great guy. And he, I mean, he's one of the reasons why I wrote this book, really. Fascinating, as someone once said. 
You know, I want to ask you here, too, since we got into archetypes, the collective unconscious. Do you think then that all paranormal events are somehow related one way or another? Of course, I, I can't be sure. But, yeah, I'm leaning towards that. I feel that that it's all part of something bigger, you know. I think I compare it in a book to uh, a canvas. Like the phenomenon itself is a almost like an invisible canvas and it's our imagination, our experiences, our perception of the reality around us that acts like color on this canvas. We, of course, without having, you know, any evidence for this, this, this is what I think. And after all I've read and all the people I've talked to, uh, I, I feel that there is something more than the usual, you know, ETs and 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 spacecrafts. There, there is something way more esoteric and woo about it. By the way, in a near-term show, we're going to feature UFO researcher Dennis Stamey, who I f- heard from for the first time in the 50 years just a few weeks ago. And he subscribes to the collective unconscious, as does David Halpern, another one of those researchers who was a teenager when I first encountered him. And he occupies a similar point of view. Also, Greg Bishop speaks of the co-creation theory, which is an offshoot of collective unconscious. But Fred Anderson, considering that this theory is favored by you or appears to be, do you think there's room for real ETs out there? Of course, I'm generalizing a bit. I think the phenomenon is it's a lot of different things. And, and uh, I'm, I'm working on a UFO show recently about UFOs and aliens. And it seems unlikely that, uh, that aliens can, you know, it would take a lot of time for them to travel here, you know, in, in physical spaceships uh, if there's not any other, you know, solutions to it. But yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying no to anything, really. It's just that what I've read and what I've been, you know, what I've been researching, I, I think it leans a lot more towards the kind of non-material, non-physical form of, of beings or aliens or spaceships. But I can be wrong. Well, you know, mathematicians have done modelings of a possible warp drive scheme. And you think if they're doing that now in 2023, in the Star Trek universe, remember science fiction, they talk of warp drive being invented in 2063. So do you think that's the answer, that eventually intelligent beings building a civilization will find a way to traverse space faster in the speed of light? Warp 9. Well, I, I'm no scientist or mathematician, but I, I also feel that absolutely everything is possible, especially considering how fast everything goes now how fast our technology have you know been you know the progress of technology during the last 50 years is insane so even if i maybe if i don't i can't grasp it really myself how it would work i i yeah of course i think it's possible what evidence would you require to accept it the physical presence of a spaceship i i i need to see it myself really i've <laughs> in this day and age when you i mean honestly you can't you know there's thousands millions of fake ufo videos out there and 
you know, I, I, you know, you you can't trust them really. I, I need to really see a spaceship land in front of me. I really have to do that to to be able to believe it. That's at least how I look at things now. Maybe I'm I'm silly, but I I, I need that. I need that kind of evidence. Tim, from your book. And, and I'm, I've got a copy of it uh, right here. One of the things that strikes me, and and of course it's, I've observed this not just from from your book but from uh, other cases as well, is how often these encounters that people have are one-off. All right, that there can be some similarities. But so many of these cases are just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how different they are. How similar in some cases, but for the most part, how dissimilar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I find that very intriguing, intriguing myself. And, and I, I, you know, I, that's why, where I want to go back to something that it has to do with some kind of inner experience or projection of our, you know, unconscious or conscious mind, you know, that we're, 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 um, we, we kind of see what we want to see or what we've been taught to see. Um, because I mean, I, 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 if there's physical, you know, ETs out there, I don't think we have like one million different races landing on this earth. I think it's something more than that. We're going to land this with Tim, Gene, and Fred. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. USA News Update. Millions of Americans are still dealing with extreme heat, and forecasters warn the heat dome is expanding in Texas and in the southwest. Triple digits could drag well into next week and beyond. Police in Portland, Oregon, are looking for a suspect who fled a hospital Saturday afternoon after firing shots, killing a security guard. 
Police say the body of a young girl pulled from the Delaware River on Friday is believed to be one of the young children who went missing during last weekend's deadly flooding in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Alabama's Republican lawmakers are ignoring a recent Supreme Court ruling and are refusing to create a second-majority black district. A new congressional map was passed Friday with only a single one defying the ruling of the Supreme Court that upheld a lower court's order to redraw the state's previous congressional map. Jerry Barmash, USA News. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need 25000 50000 or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. This is Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Fred Anderson, you were about to say that if there are civilizations, it's not millions. It would be a relatively small number, especially those who would be inclined to visit this little crazy planet. Yeah, I mean, I I just find it unrealistic that, I mean... If you look at all the UFO, UFO encounters and humanoid encounters, they are very, very different from each other. There are so many strange beings and so many strange ships. And, you know, why would everyone look, you know, different from each other? I, I, that's, to me, points that this is some kind of non-material, non-physical uh, um, phenomenon, without a doubt. I, I, but it's also... Uh, to me, once again, if if I want to connect this to to the the human imagination, it's just proof of our beautiful imagination, the beautiful imagination we have, and how how wonderfully it can 
create incidents and experience for us. And once again, I'm not saying they're not real, but I think there is something, we, we have something to do with it, maybe more than space aliens. Well, what about from the, uh, the, 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 the cases from your book? Is there one in, in particular, or several in particular, that's a favorite that, you know, you just, you just say, I, 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 have, I have to make sure that I put this in my book? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say most of them. Um, but my, my, one of my absolute favorite cases is from 1969. And there's a chapter in the book called Boxes. Uh, and that story is so odd. Uh, it's a it's a guy. His name was Shell Nasland, who was going to work one evening around 6 p.m. and he works at a transmitter station up in the north. And you know, he arrives to the station. He probably makes some coffee. He reads the the newspaper, and he gets this strong feeling that he needs to go out. You know, he needs to open the door and look outside, which he does. And outside, he sees this huge flying saucer. Uh, he describes it as like 150 uh, meters in, in diameter. Uh, and from this flying saucer, from this UFO, some kind of fuzzy, cloudy boxes comes, you know, flying, levitating out from it. And once again, he gets this message to him that let them inside. And they do that. And they, he stands by the door uh, he have like 10 or 12 of these boxes flying inside, checking the, uh, the equipment until they, you know, uh, until they fly away again. And during these experiences, uh, uh, before he, he have some, you know, issues with the equipment. So he calls colleagues and they talk about it. He calls directly afterwards to his wife, to a friend, to his uh, police, to uh, a colleague. And everyone thinks he's drunk, but he wasn't drunk, of course. This whole story, when you read about this, is so convincing. It's absolutely absurd, but it's so convincing. He wasn't the guy who made things up. And he stood by his story for the rest of his life, definitely. So that's one of my absolute favorite cases, boxes. Uh, then we have... One in 1979 where uh, a girl, she was 16 years old at the time, she encounters a classic flying saucer not far from her home. And there is these two humanoids outside and they're laughing at her because they think she's, she looks funny. That's how she perceives it. And they offers her chocolate, a piece of chocolate. <laughs> and she refuses to take it and they fly away again. And this part with the chocolate intrigues me a, a lot. I don't know if you're aware of, uh, you know, uh, the traditional, you know, food offerings and and such in in European folklore. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, uh, the because uh, I always think of the ones where the person is offered a drink and no, and and they refuse it, knowing that uh, they could become trapped forever within the very kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, she obviously made the right choice there to not uh, accept the chocolate. Uh, and I, I'm surprised, really, that that case is, isn't the case that's been mentioned more. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I know, I highly doubt it's mentioned in 
Oh, is it Joshua Kachin who, who wrote a book about food offerings? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's mentioned even there, you know. Uh, but it's, it's fascinating. I was, I've been in contact with the girl. She's a woman in her sixties now, and she still claims that something odd happened that night, but she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, so, but I'm, I'm going to continue at least once a year. I will contact her and see if she wants to talk about it. Well, it makes me think also um, of a story that you that you had in your blog, and this you had found from an old Swedish UFO magazine. Uh, of it was a letter that a woman had wrote in, and this is the Lingenberry story. Yeah, are, are you familiar with that one? Do you want Do you want to tell us that one? I love that story, and I'll tell you why after you tell it. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those stories that's very very hard to to verify. Um, I don't know if I can um, if I can uh, you know retell it uh, with with the respect that it deserves. But it's a, it's a letter. A woman she was out. She wanted to pick uh, lingonberries uh, in the forest, and there's no lingonberries anywhere to be found. It's like the forest has been picked clean, basically. And as she's walking there, she suddenly hears a voice behind her, and there's two girls sitting there suddenly, and they're eating, they're eating some kind of cake, if I remember it correctly. And uh, this one of the girls says that you let's let's see now if I can remember it correctly. Um, forget about it. But they they have a weird conversation to get together. Uh, and the, these girls seem to be very, very experienced to be out in the world. Um, it's it's a very, very fairy-like feeling, you know, like there's some kind of forest beings, but the girls basically look like 70s schoolgirls. And the last thing that happens is that the girl says, now we're going to pick some lingonberries. And the woman discovers that the whole forest is filled with lingonberries around her and the girls are gone. Uh, so that was actually a very crappy <laughs> version of that story <laughs> because, <laughs> because <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> because it's such a it's it's so it's so needed to read the original account actually to to make it you know more powerful so yeah I apologize for that it's a, it's a, it is a good one if you read it correctly. Well, the thing that I found fascinating about that one was that the girls were laughing to themselves, and they, they said, what was it? It was like, we can't believe that we actually saw a human being today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That's one of those. It's, it's, it's a little bit cheeky and mischievous. Uh, I, I like the story a lot. Uh, I haven't been able to find some, some uh, you know, who... Who wrote the letter, for example? Uh, I do not know anything about it more than that was mentioned uh, um, in 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 the UFO magazine. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a good one, and I, I I happen to like it a lot. Uh, I just wish I could know more about the, the background. Well, the reason I like the story so much is that uh, uh, we recently released a book called Mimics the Others Among Us about encounters with 
human-looking beings that you know look human, but apparently you know aren't. And this is a perfect example of that kind of encounter, you know, because these these two girls they looked human, but there's was something odd about them. <laughs> I've got lots to talk about here with Fred Anderson and Gene Steinberg and Tim Swartz. So all I can say is you're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Remember what you were doing four years ago at this very moment and how much everything changed a year later. We don't live just anywhere. We live on a crowded island with daily news headlines that make our ancestors spin in their graves. And we all know that tougher days lie ahead. So the real question is, do you have a proper supply of emergency food on hand? If not, now's the time to get some, while things are still relatively calm. The company most Americans choose is My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com to get yourself a one-week supply of emergency food. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious meals you'll love. No skimping with these meals, as you'll get 2,000 calories per day. You'll like the special $30 savings available this week only on this one-week supply of emergency food, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Extend your life with Extendovite. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. 
People at work were taking sick days off, and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extenovite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extenovite was just what I needed to keep me healthy, and Extenovite is all natural. Extenovite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extenovite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick, and you can be like me. Just by calling 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. So Tim was in the middle of a brief interlude there, brief conversation before we continue with Fred Anderson. Would you go on? Oh, no, basically I was just saying that this this is a type of story that I wish that I had run across before uh, I, we had finished uh, putting together uh, Mimics to the Others Among Us because it's just a perfect example of of one of these kinds of, of encounters uh, where these girls look human, act human, but there's something definitely odd about the encounter. I, 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 I need to read this book. Um, it sounds extremely interesting. Um, I've been thinking about this quite a lot recently, where 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 you meet someone or something that looks very human, but clearly isn't, or there is something off with it. Uh, I, I I don't want to become too woo here, but I'm <laughs> I I have always had this idea that the phenomenon itself can kind of uh, use humans and animals as some kind of proxy. Uh, I mean, you have, for example, Men in Black or, 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 or like these two girls, that uh, the phenomenon wants to communicate, the, the phenomenon wants to be seen, but it still wants to stay hidden, you know, and the result are these weird meetings and encounters. Once again, I have absolutely no proof for it, but it's, it's, an, it's an idea that I always comes back to when I read about this. When it comes to Men in Black, always have fun with Men in Black. That, do you believe that they are real people who come along to mess things up, engage in disinformation, whatever? Or are they part of the phenomenon? What's your view? I, I think they can be both. I mean, I think that the phenomenon can use uh, normal or normal people, can use people to behave in certain way, uh, ways or, or to be seen in certain way, ways. Um, like, it's, it's a, I mean, it, it is a perfect, uh, it's a perfect way to hide you know, uh, I mean, the the phenomenon itself is is weird and offbeat, and it will probably behave that way, even if it you know took the role of a human or or kind of as a layer upon a human. I, I don't know how to describe it actually, you know, because I don't want to sound totally wacko here. <laughs> but I, I think it's combination. I do think it's combination. No, it doesn't sound doesn't sound wacko to me because you know <laughs> it's it's these stri- high strangeness cases 
that I I think really deserve a lot more research than than they're given. As you said in an earlier part of the program, the attention now seems to be on you know, tic tacs and gimbals and little tiny lights in in the sky when actually people are having these very bizarre encounters that they can't explain and have trouble trying to wrap their heads around what actually happened to them. Yeah, and I I, I also think that these kind of weird experiences are, are, I mean, I'm sure they're happening even today, but people are maybe afraid to talk about them, at least in the open. It's more okay to talk about the uh, uh, bright dot in the sky flying around but when you when you go deeper into the high strangeness factor i think people are are still afraid actually to be mocked or you know made fun of uh which i think is a damn pity you know because it's uh personally i feel these kind of experiences are way more important than uh, any military fighter pilots experience out there do you think, though, experiencers will color what they tell you to make it seem more acceptable because it seems so bizarre to them? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm. We've, someone somewhere gave the advice that when you interview an experiencer, you should always ask them the question: Did something else happen? Uh, because there is always something else happening uh, around them, something even weirder or stranger or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it was John E.L. Tenney, which is a, a, a guy I admire a lot, who, who told the story about some, some uh, black boxes flying around in Michigan. And he, he knocked on the door and he asked the man about it and the man said no i i haven't heard about that no nothing happens here and then adds that but i saw a black cat last last week with candles on top like a <laughs> birthday cake you know <laughs> is those 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 little you know the, the little weirdness that people they're not focusing on at first you know you know and uh, a black cat with candles on top I, i'd say is even weirder than a flying box well, do you think about the hitchhiker effect, where supposedly people who see UFOs, UAPs, flying saucers, then find themselves immersed in paranormal encounters? I'm, I'm, I definitely think that uh, um, a, a, a strong, profound first experience can work as a key to other experiences. Um, I've seen that a lot among colleagues who, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of paranormal television here in Sweden, but I've, I haven't been out that much on location when uh, they filmed this a couple of times, of course. But my colleagues often describes how something truly strange happening on the, in the location during the filming, and then it follows them home and they experience other things. Um, I also remember a guy called Benny, who I write about in the book, who had a he had an odd experience where he sees three tall men, or maybe it's two tall men in in kind of white white clothes and big eyes coming up from a mine, and that that 
that event kind of acted as uh, as the start of a lifelong uh, series of UFO encounters. Uh, and I asked him about it. Do you think this was the start of it? Was this the key for you? And he said, yeah, I, I think so. Because he, he had he had seen so much things after that. It's kind of... It's like you, you need to be shocked out of the system, you know. You, you need a shock to be able to see beyond, you know, consensus reality, basically. When we so talk about consensus reality, that means we're putting together what we think is real. But what if this is all a simulation? There are these superhuman game players screwing around with us. I, I, I often say that if this is a simulation, I think we're 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 exists in the slime of a intergalactic mushrooms somewhere on a different planet. You know, the oozing slime. That's that's where we're living. That's we're we're an organic simulation, you can say. So somebody possibly has to take some really weird drug to come up with us. I mean, pretty sick drug. Think about what's happening on this planet right now. And then think, how could anyone sane create something like that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, I don't want to use any, you know, strong words here, but it's, 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 it's crazy out there. And, Whatever, whatever we are, whatever we're created from, something obviously went totally wrong along the way. Well, definitely we can believe that. That how can somebody who is sane, responsible, could think of every bad thing that could possibly happen to us and make it so? Think about it, folks. How many days has it been over 110 in your city? I live near Phoenix, Arizona right now. And we're doing this show on the 20th of July. Now I'm looking at the 10-day forecast from the Weather Channel. And we don't go under 110 till the 30th of July. And right now, as we speak right now, it's 115 where I'm sitting, but not outside. I may be crazy, but I am not that crazy. <laughs> well, okay, there may be a difference of opinion there. I figure there is. The book is Northern Lights, High Strangeness in Sweden. The author is with us, Fred Anderson. And by the way, he will also stick with us for the After the Paracast podcast for Paracast Plus listeners. What that means is there's a lot more of the road to take. Fred Anderson, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, 
beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In alien artifacts, incredible evidence of exotic material from UFO encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk... They hear you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. A book that's ostensibly about... Not just UFOs, but a whole host of other things. Now, I want to look at a few of the chapters here, which interest me. So, underground humanoids. Sounds like we're almost getting into the Deros and Tiros there. What are they? Yeah, that's actually a reference to, to Benny. He had this experience in, in uh, at the end of the 60s where he saw... Uh, a couple of tall men in white clothes coming up from a mine and in in this in this chapter i'm I'm talking a little bit about underground uh, creatures in general in sweden mostly in folklore you have the uh, i don't know how to translate it the the mine wife the the a woman who lives down in the mines and kind of take care of the mines uh, and you need to behave or a disaster can strike. And all, you know, we, you have trolls. There's always been stories about trolls. And I mean the good Swedish trolls, not the internet trolls, of course, uh, where trolls build tunnels underground and they keep their their gold and valuables down there. Um I'm, I'm fascinated by it. There's not so much stories about it, you know, not so much of that kind of creatures in Sweden. It mostly deals with, with ghosts and nature spirits who loves to hang, hang out in, in caves and mines. Yeah, here in the United States, the, the, the underground aspect of the UFO phenomena 
really was was a big thing, especially in the 1950s into the 60s with you know people such as. Uh, Richard Shaver and 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 Ray Palmer and, and some of it still exists I think today in you know UFO pop culture but the one story that you had in your book about the kids uh, who were uh, 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 building a fort near an abandoned mine and ended up being chased by some uh, 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 weird figures that uh, came out I mean that that does that 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 smacks of some of these. Uh, um, stories that 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 came out uh, within UFO lore, especially in the 1960s. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think I might even mention uh, Deros and Teros in in mm-hmm. the chapter. Um, I I because we have so few of these stories in Sweden, you know. I I had to to take a look at it, and in this case, I actually found. Uh, one of the boys, Benny, who was present at this to interview him so many years after. And I, I noticed that the story hadn't changed much, actually. What, what, what Instead, what he did was kind of taking it down a notch, because the first version of it I read was quite spectacular. Uh, they, they, the, the, these creatures kind of looked like more like you know, three meter tall grays with owl faces, something like that. But he kind of took it down a notch, uh, and to me, it it turned even weirder. And um, so, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to 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 have talked with him, uh, mostly because he he tells the same story. Uh, just much more realistically than what I originally heard. That's one of these situations where you wonder, you know, has has time kind of smoothed his memory over a little bit? And, you know, over the years he's tried to rationalize it, uh, thus making the figures not quite as... I mean, they weren't they weren't scary looking, but the fact that they they looked weird and chased the boys when they ran, you know, is is, is enough that it, you know it makes you wonder that as he grew up, that he tried to rationalize what had happened a little more. Could be, you know, and especially since the the the, the first version written down was 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 uh, written written down by a person who you can say often exaggerated stories. So maybe Benny wanted to bring it down a little bit, to rationalize it a little bit. On the other hand, he's, he talks a lot uh, about, or he talked a lot with me about the experiences he had after all the flying saucers. He saw often, you know, like golden flying discs uh, above his home or near his home. So it, it, it's it's not like he tried to rationalize the experiences he had after this. Uh, these are, are stuff that he really, really embraces. Um, so I, I find the story itself a little bit of a mystery, and I've, but I, I, I really want to go up there to the location one day, because as usual, I, I would like to visit it and see for myself what did the boys see? I mean, it's so many years later, so it probably won't even look the same nowadays. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to go there with him, actually, and, and see 
what what comes comes to his mind when we're there have have you run into other cases and they don't have to be ufo cases you know just you know, anything along the lines of, of of what we like to talk about where it would be similar, where somebody would have an encounter, you know, either as a kid or really even as as an adult, and it seemed then to open up a whole new world of experiences to them. It, you know, it's like then they become a magnet for these sorts of bizarre experiences. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the chapter "Aliens Attack," I, I write about Auntie Johnson. Ante was driving home late one night in 1984. Uh, he's been, you know, spending time with friends, and it's winter. It's pretty dark. He drives quite slowly. Um, suddenly, he sees this big black UFO hovering near the road out on a field, and he, you know, he's a photographer. The first thing he, he thinks about is, damn, why didn't I bring the, my, my camera? So he, he drives home, he gets the camera, uh, and goes back. Of course, the UFO is gone by now. And he drives around trying to find it, and he almost crashes into uh, another UFO that suddenly hovers above the world. He crashes uh, with a car down into the snow, and after that, he's basically attacked by a gang of dwarf-like creatures. They dragging him towards a smaller UFO. So it's a very dramatic experience he have there in 1984. You know, he managed to break free. Uh, there's actually some collaborating witnesses to this, so he didn't, you know, made it up. There is something more to it. So the years after this. He, he, he begins to have a series of spectacular uh, experiences. Uh, he basically becomes a contactee. Uh, so space people, whoever they are, contact him. They give him gifts. They bring him, you know, uh, they take, take them with, with him on journeys out in the universe. Uh, so for him, this was like a huge you know it opened up to so much more uh, than this just than this first initial attack which was of course quite traumatic uh, so Ante's story is like one of a kind uh, um, he's passed away by now but he he's his, 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 and he did he didn't really make you know any money of this or anything he kind of kept to himself and he's one of the few contactees, at least here in Sweden, who who said that he loved for these things to happen. This made made him a happier person. You know, when it comes to abductions, that happens sometimes, where the experience is at first rejected and then over time accepted. This is kind of what we heard in the in the book Communion from Whitley Strieber that. He seemed to welcome their arrival. Of course, that could be just mind control, whatever's causing it. Fred Anderson, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. This means you're in the Pentecost. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com i am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged if you've been involved in a serious car truck or motorcycle accident or injured at work you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer and we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find tough lawyers that will fight to win your case and they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Both my legs were amputated due to an IED. It's when you start to try to get back into like an everyday life. I absolutely felt like I lost some of my purpose. There must be something more. When DAV came into my life, they gave me a new mission. I could still be a productive member of society, could still support a family. The DAV gave him that sense of structure and purpose again to get his life back together. Visit DAV.org to learn more about our mission. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So when people have UFO abductions, it's all in their mind, you think? I don't want to... In in Ante's case, uh, the guy I talk about, you know, right now, I'm I'm not so sure. I think it could have been a physical experience, but to me, it seems maybe you know more than me, but to me, it seems so often that the experience is something, you know, it's 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 inside. It's uh, I mean, you can have your partner sleeping beside you in bed, and they never notice that you're gone. Um, or you know similar things. So it's 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 more uh, an inner experience. And once again, it doesn't doesn't mean it's it's not real. It's just it it happens on a different level of of our existence of our reality. Uh, I'm what I've read. I'm 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 I I, I don't know. I really don't know, you know, I'm so, I'm kind of confused by it, to be honest, because on the other, on, on, on one hand, you know, on one side, I think there's some really, really interesting and convincing stories by serious people out there. And at the same time, oh, these stories came out from hypnosis, and I'm not so sure I trust you know that kind of technique. To be honest, no, I can't say I should blame you. <laughs> blame you on that. Uh, uh, the the whole using hypnosis uh, to try to gain memories from abduction experiences just always seems suspicious to me. As you know, we've had a number of conversations about that, and we did interview one prominent UFO researcher. A few times on the PowerCast, Dr. David Jacobs, who relies on hypnosis. And I remember I asked him about the possibility or the danger of leading questions, which would cause someone to try to remember something that didn't happen. And then he says, there are no leading questions. Hmm. That destroyed his argument, I think, for most people. But we accept the fact that hypnotic regression is difficult and you can't be 100% certain or even 50% certain you're getting the right information. The thing is also that I, I mean, don't underestimate our own imagination here. I've been here under hypno, hypnotic regression uh, once, and uh, I agreed to do a past life regression. I, I did it as a part of experiment because I wanted to know how it felt and how it worked. And that guy didn't ask any questions at all. He basically told me, what do you see in front of you? And, and uh, you know, and I started to to see things within and told a quite, you know, beautiful story about a past life, you know, like a thousand years ago or something like that. And that kind of, you know, it. I was impressed by the result. I I was, but I'm still not sure if it was, was it just me making things up there, you know, <laughs> under hypnosis? I, I'm not sure. You have a chapter in your book where you're trying to track down 
the case of the dead alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and it involves uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, the uh, uh, the late Timothy Green uh, Beckley. Why don't you tell us about this story? Because I just found the whole process fascinating. Yeah, yeah I, I love this story. You know, um, I first I think I first read about it um, on, on the internet. I it might have been uh, Albert S. Rosales who posted about it and. Uh, the headline was something in the style of, uh, you know, dead humanoid in Sweden, 1955. And first of all, I thought if there were a dead humanoid in, in Sweden, 1955, I would know about it. We would know about it. So I started to dig into this story. And almost by chance, I actually found the original report, which, or almost at least, which was in the Swedish UFO magazine uh, UFO information and they had quoted it from a Danish magazine from the same year and that story is uh, is told by someone from a Danish UFO organization who heard this story from an anonymous man at some kind of convention and I was so curious about this because in in his report, there is some details that you can kind of pinpoint the location or the part of Sweden where this happened, which is it's a UFO crash where a couple of forest workers uh, encountered a, 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 a short being who who talked Swedish, actually, which is which they mentioned, and he's dying, and his last wish is that they would kind of put him in some kind of bag or, or wrapping and put him in the water and there he would, you know, dissolve, basically. Uh, after some digging around, I I mean, we have a wonderful Swedish researcher, uh, Håkan Blomqvist, who's very, very into uh, history and he recommended me a book about, uh, written by a contactee and the, the title of the book Actually, uh, I don't have it in, in my mind at the moment, but it tells quite similar story. And I, I wonder if this anonymous man who told it to John Lafontaine, the Danish uh, UFO guy, if he got inspiration from that or if it's just a coincidence. Uh, anyway, the, the reason why I wrote this chapter is that I couldn't stop myself. I had to see is there any truth behind it i do not think there is any truth behind it to be honest because we need the original witness the guy who experienced this and he's he's lost he's gone we don't know who it is you know now the uh the name was what was it was it uh, uh, uh la fonte no wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah is that was that what it was uh but uh yeah i mean you know tim beckley um, had this in his early um, UFO Universe magazine, and a lot of people who wrote for Tim um, would write a number of articles for each issue using pen names that you know have one that would be their real name, and then several others that would be a pen name. So who knows if, if who this person actually could have been? Just for the listeners, as a guidance. I kind of helped out on that magazine. I did the actual commercial typography of it. 
And then Tim would go ahead and and publish it. But of course, in the course of doing that, I did some mild copy editing. I couldn't resist. So I have no idea how much of what you read I had a minor contribution for. But this goes back, you know, 400 years or something (laughs) in the old days. I mean, I knew Tim when the cavemen were dwelling and the cave women and all the other cave people. So that was a long time ago. I do remember UFO Universe and the incredible number of fascinating articles that were in it. Fred, Gene, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. update turning out of politics a new poll out pertaining to president trump and all the legal action he faces usa's jerry barmash with details many americans think another federal indictment could hamper former president trump's chances in the 2024 election in the harvard caps harris poll 57 percent of those surveyed think federal charges related to the january 6th riot at the capitol and attempts to overthrow the 2020 election would hurt trump at the ballot box the mega million Jackpot Tuesday night is estimated at a cool $820 million after not one ticket hit all five numbers in the Mega Ball Friday night. The numbers to check your tickets this weekend for smaller prizes 29, 40, 47, 50, 57, and Mega Ball number 25. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com.
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Of course, we also have to respect the fact that UFO Universe was one of a number of newsstand magazines on different fringe or very specific niche products there. And they were put out not because they were designed to inform anyone, but to earn advances from the distributor. The more books you put out, the more advances you received. And hopefully they'd earn out. But otherwise, you keep the money flowing. You know, you got 10 books out there, you get your advance from the distributor. Okay, so you got $10,000 for 10 books. And you get that every month or two. And that's a pretty good thing. And you keep it going until at the end, the money loss is so high, the distributor says, cut this off. I don't know how legal that was, but that's the way it worked. Of course, now there's no such thing anymore. I'm I'm so curious when I when I sit with you here, guys, and uh, um, because I mentioned I mentioned Gray Barker and, and Beckley and uh, these these kind of characters, and I, I I do not remember now if I called them tricksters in the book because I mean I, I absolutely love Gray Barker, for example, but he has some kind of trickster per- personality. You. You're not always sure what's true or not, and I like that a lot. Would you say that characters like that, to me, they're as important, you know, in this in this subject, in this culture, as let's say more serious researchers or you know uh, scientists or experiences. And I, I'm not saying that uh, Barker and Beckley wasn't serious, but they had for sure their own personality i think gray was more of a trickster than beckley beckley was pretty straight ahead in what he published but with gray barker after his first book they knew too much about flying saucers and then he did his magazine saucerian he started to take the subject less seriously and extrapolated now the book he did on the mothman in point pleasant west virginia the silver bridge It was really a trip. It was a mind trip. And you may get the feeling or understand the metaphor of what happened, but it wasn't a specific tale of the events. For that, you have to go to the John Keel book. Now, Gray sadly left us in the 80s, but he was an incredible talent, a great writer. But once again, 
he was not a journalist. Obviously, I mean, I, I think he was a great storyteller. I mean, everything I've read about him, I absolutely love. The Silver Bridge, however, I haven't read. I've been trying to locate a copy, but I want to own an original copy, and they're very, very expensive, I noticed. I don't know where my copy of The Silver Bridge is. I have no idea. I know it is somewhere out there in the haze, and maybe it, somebody has a copy. I don't know where mine went, but I enjoyed reading it. This is going back to the... 1960s. But let's talk about that since we've kind of jumped into Gray Barker. The Mothman. Is this again some kind of cultural thing that occurred in Point Pleasant? Some suggest it was really equivalent to a banshee warning of death ahead of the collapse of the bridge. What's your take? I, 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 I mean, I, I think Mothman could have been real um, as some... I, I, I wouldn't go so far that I think he, he or, or she was some kind of harbinger of, of death or doom in, in relationship to the Silver Bridge, but I, I do feel the, the monster or creature or being itself could have been something that... That, that that's around or what was around. I really don't, I maybe I'm naive, but I really don't buy the explanation that it was, you know, an owl or, or some kind of other big bird or, or uh, something like that. Um, I've also read a lot about, you know, more modern sightings uh, in connection to um, the O'Hare uh, International Airport. And I'm, you know everything I read about that. It's kind of uh, it's it's it, it it it's kind of mind twisting because it's so convincing. It's good reports, but I'm I, I'm not sure if I should read it as as real events or if it's some kind of you know uh, new Mothman lore being created by by hoaxes. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But I do think the original, uh, you know, events in the 60s is based on something physical, something real, something that was there. What was there at O'Hare Airport? This is 2006, by the way, the first year that the Paracast debuted. So we did cover it at the time and we had various analyses. Now, at the time... The National Aviation Reporting Center on Anomalous Phenomena, which is NARCAP, published a 155-page report. They called for a government inquiry and improved energy sensing techniques. See, the key being here, their concern, I'll quote, anytime an airborne object can hover for several minutes over a busy airport but not be registered on radar, or seen visually from the control tower, constitutes a potential threat to flight safety. Of course, that assumes it's a solid object. Well, nobody cares. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 but I mean, have you heard about the, the, the Mothman sightings uh, uh, around the airport? That's been reported quite extensively by, I think it's called the Singular 14, which is quite in it's interesting stuff, I think. I've heard of doubts about a 
Chicago-based Mothman. But who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? Absolutely, you know. Um, but, I mean, the, 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 the Silver Bridge, the Point Pleasant, I mean, it's stories that still lives on. And, you know, I, I find that so powerful and, and kind of, I mean, it's, it's it's true Americana, uh, according to me. I think I think Mothman is the even more American than Bigfoot in that way. <laughs> well, you know the basic thing that happened at Point Pleasant, though, is frightening. It tells about the problems with the infrastructure in the U.S. We have a bridge that collapsed due to structural problems, possible defects. There are probably thousands and thousands of silver bridges in this country that may also collapse. Not because of some kind of accident like the incident at I-95 in Philadelphia recently. I mean, people go over these bridges every day to go to work, to go home, to go to the supermarket. How many of those may crash under the right circumstances or the wrong circumstances? It creates a frightening image, and nobody learned so much from the Silver Bridge. Not that it wasn't rebuilt, it was. Nobody learned from it to make things better so we don't have problems like that. Maybe Mothman was telling us something, giving us a warning, but we don't <laughs> listen. That would be an interesting encounter there. Well, unfortunately, that's the way people are, though. We never do anything until it's too late. That's it. We're always chasing our tails. We're always trying to keep up with the mess that's five yards ahead of us. We don't prevent crime. We just try to solve it with varying degrees of success. We don't prevent car crashes. I guess we try to with safety equipment and seatbelts and stuff like that. But we still can't prevent all of it. We can't predict any of it except in general terms. And when it comes to some kind of disaster involving the structure, and I have to ask about Europe, whether it's worse or better, what can we do about it? Now, supposedly, they're spending money to rebuild infrastructure in the U.S. We've got more to come with Fred, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Remember what you were doing four years ago at this very moment and how much everything changed a year later. We don't live just anywhere. We live on a crowded island with daily news headlines that make our ancestors spin in their graves. And we all know that tougher days lie ahead. So the real question is, do you have a proper supply of emergency food on hand? If not, now's the time to get some, while things are still relatively calm. The company most Americans choose is My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com to get yourself a one-week supply of emergency food. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious meals you'll love. No skimping with these meals, as you'll get 2,000 calories per day. You'll like the special $30 savings available this week only on this one-week supply of emergency food, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com this is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Of course, when I bring up the Mothman as a message or a warning, I think about what Ray Palmer, the sci-fi and flying saucer research pioneer, said so many years ago, over and over and over again, flying saucers are here to make us think. Fred, have you heard that? What do you think they're here for? They're here to, to yeah, absolutely, to make, make us think. I think they're here to make us explore, explore ourselves, explore the world, to be curious. Because, I mean, the UFO phenomenon itself is such a great mystery. 
when you read about it or you see something, it triggers so much more. I'm, I'm not so sure they have like a more typical traditional purpose, like breeding with with the women or something like that, you know, or finding minerals or whatever. I, I think it's way more symbolic. It's it's more uh, a way to push us in curious directions and make us have fun, you know, because what's life without mysteries? I mean, for me, I'm totally fine with, with never getting an answer to, to all of this, you know. I feel that the mystery itself is kind of the point with it all. Yeah, is there a point? <laughs> that's, a, that's just it. As we have discussed in today's show, there's so much diversity in this phenomenon, in these encounters, that I think trying to find one singular explanation for all of it is not going to work. No, no you, you have to look way beyond that, you know, and I, I, I think, it, I'm maybe not using the word dangerous, but I think it's uh, counterproductive to, to just try to look at one solution, one answer, you know. At the moment, people are stuck with the ET hy hypothesis and, mm -hmm. and whistleblowers. And I think it's like, don't get stuck on that. Look at other things, you know. I think it's so much larger, everything, everything about this. Yeah, here in the United States, with stories such as you know, the whistleblower, the media always leaps onto the spaceships from other planets, you know, aliens, extra, extraterrestrials. And to me, it's kind of, it's, it's very frustrating that has become the be-all do-all for UFOs. You know, it's either, it's either spaceships from other planets or some kind of man-made secret technology. Nothing else, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's, it, I, I, I guess that's, Somehow, in 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 our nature nowadays, mankind's nature in in current times, to find a, I'm not saying a simple solution, but then you know some kind of solution which is not too complicated. Uh, maybe it just seems too weird to think out. I mean, it's weird enough with extraterrestrials, but. You know, when you go into ultra-terrestrials, you know, it's even weirder. So maybe people stay away from it just because it's too far out. Personally, I, I find it more rewarding to, to look into all kinds of explanations uh, or, or non-explanations. It doesn't matter, really. I, I, like I said, I love the mystery. The mystery is awesome. So now your book is called Northern Lights, High Strangeness in Sweden, and it hasn't been out for too long now, but what's been the reaction so far to it? It's been good. You know, th this is the scariest thing ever to publish a book. I've had, uh, I I'm not going to say, you know, nervous breakdown, but close, you know, because you, you work on something for quite a long time and then you get it published you're lucky to have it published and you're just waiting for people's opinion and uh, i read a couple of comments on on amazon and on social media and people to my surprise because i'm a skeptical person they love it they think it's great they love that it has such a different approach to the phenomenon phenomenon to the subject I like that it's quite personal, because I always write uh, from a very personal viewpoint. 
so I'm it, it's been positive so far and I'm uh, you know I'm I'm very very happy <laughs> because of that of course so what's what's next okay the book's been written are you planning another one or you know, are you you know continuing with your, your 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 blog I mean what what's in the future what's the future hold for you well, I, I hope to write another book. I'm not entirely sure uh, <laughs> what to write about. At the moment, I'm focusing on, uh, I'm going to be uh, one of the speakers on an online conference in September called Anomacon. And that this is my first online conference, and I'm trying to desperately trying to figure out something to talk about. <laughs> uh, and I'm also working on. Uh, I'm the researcher and story producer, etc., on a new Swedish documentary TV show about the UFO phenomenon, and we're going to start filming quite seriously next week. So that will take up a lot of my time. So I, I don't think I will write anything until that's done. You know. So now, uh, will this be a series or? One, uh, uh, you know, uh, one documentary of an hour or more. It will be a four-part documentary series. Uh, you know, one hour with with advertising uh, for TV Four, which is a big TV channel here in Sweden. And we're gonna, you know, we have a very curious approach because the subject itself, it's not so, let's say, not so accepted in in Sweden. You know. Uh, here, people mostly think about tinfoil hats, and mm -hmm. we would like to, you know, paint uh, a picture of the subject, of the phenomenon, and see, you show how interesting it is, you know, it's just, it's not just crazy people, this is something really, I mean, the phenomenon is clearly for real people are seeing and experience experiencing stuff so yeah absolutely i i have great hopes for this project and i it will i'm a little, a little bit nervous of course how how will people you know um, how will they i can't find the <laughs> the words in english <laughs> uh, what will they think about it but, but i will right. see you next year you know right we'll have to stay in touch with you fred because it sounds real fascinating. When we have you for the After the Paracast podcast, I want to talk more about the comparison of government attitudes in Sweden to those of the U.S., because I think that would be fascinating, because I think people in America don't really understand Europe that much unless they go back and forth. It's like another universe, just like we are probably another universe or a nightmare <laughs> to visitors from other parts of the world. So if somebody, Fred Anderson, wants to get a hold of you and learn more about what you do, where can they check you out? The best way, you can visit my homepage. It's uh, fredanderson.se or on Twitter and Instagram where I have the colorful uh, nickname Homo Satanist which is uh, something from my past <laughs> when I did a lot of esoteric stuff. But there I, I, I share a lot of, of high strangeness and weirdness and books and often quite old school. So please join me there. I, I, I love to meet new people. We definitely going to look forward to that. You can find us on Threads, the Paracast, on Twitter, the Paracast, on Facebook, the Paracast, or at least in terms of Twitter, 
It's until Elon Musk gets tired of me and says, go. But you know what? I'll take a, I'll take a Tesla car to pay me off. Seriously speaking, actually, I once rode in a Tesla Model 3, but you don't want to hear that. In any case, you can also check out our online store for branded merchandise, theparacast.store, theparacast.shop. And if you want to get a version of the show without the network ads with better quality audio, check out the Paracast Plus. Go to theparacast.plus for more information. Special deal. We also give you the After the Paracast podcast. And if you use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, you get a 20% discount on five-year or lifetime subscriptions. Rates go up August 1st, so act now. That's the Paracast.plus. Fred Anderson, really good to meet you. Your book is just superbly written. Thank you for writing it, and thank you for being on the Paracast. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.